It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, 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 and welcome to To The Max Sports. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for... To The Max Sports? To The Max Sports. Is that how that works? How you doing, Brother Bob? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's been well, an, in, an interesting week in interesting sports. Week. Uh, next time we talk, I can't hear anything now. The no. next time we talk, uh, it will be more interesting. I'll be in sunny South Florida all next weekend, so we're going to find a able fill-in. So, uh, so you're going to go to Mar-a-Lago and go to the bathroom and see if you can't find some nuclear secrets next to the toilet? I am going to just stand by his house and wave a flag for a week and hope he shows up. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. 30 seconds we got political. How about that? That's not political. I, I wasn't being political. I would have said that about anybody who's, who has nuclear secrets next to the <laughs> next to the toilet. I mean, nothing speaks to me to re, to make my bowel movements more fluid than nuclear <laughs> plants. Yeah, at least he didn't have them next to his Corvette in an open garage. Oh my God! Anyway, anyway, you know, Bob, I'm, I almost cried the other day. Uh, let's see who died. And you know, the last time I cried, uh, when you, when old Yeller died at the end of that movie, old Yeller, but then Bambi? also when, when Carl killed Doyle in Sling Blade, I cried. Okay. Okay. When he was, when he was eating those mustard and biscuits after he killed Doyle. So, so why did you cry the other day? Uh, Shannon Sharp said his goodbye and they hugged and kissed and loved on each other. Man, I don't watch that show, and, so I don't uh, care. Man, it was a good show. Two guys, mano a mano, debating, no screaming, no yelling. They were fastidious about their craft. They both brought their A game, and that's the kind of stuff I like. Well, I, 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 I think my my north star for that is still pardon the interruption. Yeah, w- Wilbon and Kornheiser. I'll try it out. You know these pregame shows, though. I mean, and now with the NBA, you got Charles Shaq. Uh, who else is Mike on Greenberg, Mike Wilbon. Uh, I mean, you can field a basketball team with the number of, of newscasters they have before and after the, the game. Same with the football, Bradshaw, Long, a plethora of people. It's like, good Lord, man, can we narrow it down to maybe two people? Maybe if we got two, three, but, you know, these football size and NBA size teams are fielding just to talk about the game. You, you know what I want? You know what I would pay money for? I would pay money for the comms between the producer and the director and all of the, of the talent that's on that on that table. Just to hear the, the coordination and make sure Terry doesn't uh, overtalk the other guy and, you know, and Greenberg doesn't overtalk Wilbon and, and how they're coordinating that. That would be, as a production guy, that would be fascinating to me. And that's why I like two-man shows. I liked Undisputed. You liked the the Kornheiser show. Mm-hmm. You know, just you don't get overwhelmed with five or six people trying to put in their stupid point of view. Okay, but so we always have a stupid point of view here. Stick around, guys. In my former Bud Light holding fingers, I've got sports trivia. Just to know, we don't know the answers. We suck. If you beat us, it's probably not hard to do. We've had a terrible couple weeks. Yeah, I would. I think what we need to do is we need to throw some softballs to each other. Like 
after like how many Joe Biden interview? Like no, no, no. Like how many balls does it take to get a walk? Or how many balls are are on a basketball game during a basketball game? How many do they play with? Yeah, yeah. Man, we 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 may have to simplify it. Stick around for that, guys. Well, one thing I was right about, and you know, even the clock's right a couple times a day. Uh, I predicted the series would end four one. Which we, oh, we're talking the Nugget. We're talking the Nugget okay. first, yeah. And I, we were both a little excited after they stole that second game in in Denver, but then well, they you know, it goes to reality mean, hit and the I mean, Joker came credit by. credit where credit is due. They didn't steal that game. They had Spolster put together a really really good game plan for for Jokic, and they executed on it. Mm-hmm. And I thought in Game Five, it almost looked like history repeating. Because Denver was cold, cold as ice up right. until the fourth quarter, and then they started to come on, and that's where and that's where it changed. And Miami didn't have enough of a lead, didn't didn't capitalize. But man, that that game five that was physical. Yeah, that was physical. I mean, that's, that's old style NBA. There, I mean, brother. I I expected Vince McMahon to come out of the stands and like do it. Let's get ready to rumble between Jokic and Abayat and. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, bam. But yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, you. Jokic, that guy's, he does the old Shaq move. And I used to say you could almost call an offensive foul on Shaq three out of the four times he touches the ball because he just dips that shoulder like Shaq used to do and just kind of bullies his way in. But, man, it works, man. That guy's just a flat-out stud. And You know, before I heard this, uh, they were talking about the upcoming NBA draft where we're going to get a Frenchman here in San Antonio. And they were talking about the Jokic draft. Jesse Smollett is coming to Jesse? No, 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 no. Victor. Oh, that guy. Victor. Victor for victory. Anyway, so I didn't realize that Jokic really didn't start playing organized ball until he was 17 or 18. Didn't know that. Went and played and was basically a fat, slow, couldn't jump, white kid. And almost didn't enter the draft. The Denver Nuggets actually called him up and said, hey, we're going to take you at, at 41, 42, wherever they were. I think it was 41. Yeah. So stay in the draft. Before he got that phone call, his agent and he were going to pull himself out, pull, pull him out of the draft and wait one year. Well, they even made a trade during the series. Denver's kind of setting themselves up with they've got their they've got their stars or two or three stars. And now they're positioning themselves for. The role players, I think you're going to see that more in the NBA now where you're going to have the max contracts for your your two or three guys, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have a bevy of role players to kind of to move around that that sun, and, you know, they're the lunar moon around it. Yeah. let's. I mean, let's see what happens in the offseason when I mean, everyone's crowning Denver the NBA champions for next year already. So I'll take the field on that bet. I would too. Um, well, we know one thing's going to happen next week, and that's going to be the Spurs going to take Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. Um, it's a, it's going to be an interesting draft. Um, could see a lot of trades up, some trades down. I've heard a lot of talk recently about the second and third picks, the flipping between Scoot and Brandon Miller, about what's what's going to go on there. Well, if you go with the best player available. And Charlotte has, you know, conceivably their guard right now. But the best player available, I, I still have to say, is Scoot Henderson. But then you got a, an instant backcourt log jam 
with Charlotte, but they make the mistake of always going for need and not the best player available. And a lot of teams are saying they would just make a big mistake by not taking Scoot. But but I think it's almost, it, yeah, it's best player available with an eye towards the player they can become. My, I still feel that Brandon Miller has a high ceiling. And, and, and I don't know if Scoot has hit his ceiling or where his ceiling is, but he's much more of a known player to me. Well, you're going to hear it here first. You know who the NBA Rookie of the Year is going to be next year? Victor Wembanyama. Nope. Scoot Henderson. Victor Wembanyama. I'll, I'll, I'll bet you steak dinner on that. And I love Vic, and I hope I hope he's is, but this kid attacks the basket. He's he's a beast, and I'm talking about Scoot Henderson. And I watched him play against Victor Wembanyama, and he held his own. And typically in the NBA, unless you're one of those big centers like Jokic, um, the guards are the guys that can really make the most impact on a team. Scoot Anderson will be your league MVP next year. If you think I'm wrong, put a note in the comments. Love to hear it. I, I will give you the field. I'm taking Victor. I'm going all in on Victor. With the field then, you got to give me like five to one odds. Screw you. <laughs> Screw you. Well, ain't that stupid. My stupid angel vampire, my horse didn't even hit the board last week in the Belmont. So. Yeah, should have, should have taken the field there. There is a lot of talk right now about horse racing and where horse racing is, and mm. the fact that we didn't have any Derby horses except for the Derby winner in the Preakness, and then and then that horse didn't even make it to the Belmont. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a dying industry, but we'll see what happens. Back to the NBA, you know, you got a lot of guys out there. They're talking about moving Van Vliet, Vliet, Van Vliet. The guard from Toronto, mm-hmm. solid. I watched him. I don't think the Spurs necessarily need to give up a lot of draft capital to try to trade down to get a guard, which a lot of teams are talking their due. Remember, they still they got Malik Branham, and we haven't seen his full potential. We got Trey Jones. They may give these kids a year just to see, you know, what they've got. I don't. If someone falls to 13 or 14 and they can make a trade with, you know, Toronto or Dallas and it makes sense. They they have capital or they have cap space. They have draft capital. If something pops up, I think the need is more long. And I don't know whether this is something you can do in the draft or you need to do in the free agent market. We're going to need a big 6'11", 6'10", big guy to take that load off Victor. So Victor currently right now in his currently con- constituted state, yeah. seven foot five in socks and weighs 220 pounds. Yeah. We need a banger to, to help to, to load off. Yeah. To allow Victor to play the four, you know, allow him to go out. Yeah. But think how he's going to stretch the floor for the other players out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you got a seven foot five guy, you know, dropping four or five threes a game, you know, you got to move your center out there with him, and that's really the floor space he's going to open up is going to be amazing. Yeah, this is, I mean, I, there was some talk as we were heading into the back end of the season about it being positionless basketball these days. Players like Victor are going to make it even more so. Yeah, they really are. Sports is changing. I'm going to talk about football here and the, the death of the running back before the show's over with. What do you mean the death of the running back? The the running back has been a dead thing for years. Well, it's been on life support. I think it's officially dead now, but we'll talk about that. So, um, you know, 
I won't be here next week. The draft's Tuesday. Are you going to sit down somewhere? And no, it's Thursday. So 22nd. It's Tuesday. Okay. Well, I'll be firmly ensconced somewhere in a comfy sports bar chair. In, in Florida with the rest of the Florida men? Florida. Seeing what happens. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's Thursday. It's 22nd. I was okay. right. And I was right. Well, yeah, hey, that's. Right. Hey, I got my trivia question right. Yeah, it's your trivia question. When's the draft? Conor McGregor. Oh, my. Can this, oh, my. Can this douchebag ever get any douche here? Well, I never, I never liked the game. There, there is now speculation. So, okay, so so we have the clips. I'm going to pull it up, and we're going to play this. So, oh, this So for those of you that didn't see the video, let me tell you what the audio was. That was Conor McGregor uh, at the Miami Heat game doing a promo skit where he knocks out the Miami Heat mascot. And whoever the PR genius was on that's probably got as many brain cells as Conor McGregor. I don't know because I was reading some stuff as we're doing pre-show that this was all staged. And now I'm watching it again. As to the people coming up and and rendering quote unquote aid to the mascot, it's now looking more staged to me. Well, it was a staged skit, but apparently he did the full blown knockout. He he didn't whiff the you know light up on the swing. That was a staged event. That was supposed to happen. Well, yeah, but going but, to the hospital wasn't. Well, maybe not. <laughs> Being concussed, so the idiot looks like he took a full swing and actually. Dropped the guy, and then to make sure he was out, hit him again while he was on the floor. Yeah, though, though it doesn't look like the <laughs> the one where he hits him right as he's laying down is awesome. But as the, as the staff comes up, it doesn't look like they're all that concerned. So, well, the and, guy's in a mask. You don't know how bloody his face is. Yeah, <laughs> but what a stupid. I mean, how? Kid, man. Well, yeah. I mean, how do you expect Conor McGregor to yeah. not do Conor McGregor things? Yeah. I mean, how much would it take you to put on a mascot suit and stand at center court and get hit by Conor McGregor? A lot. A lot. Not <laughs> enough. You know it's going to hurt. Not enough. It's going to hurt. He had a bad week. Now a girl has filed a sexual assault during one of the games he attended. I don't know if it's the same one. That's called a bad night. Apparently he forced himself on her and kind of drug her into a bathroom. God, I don't yeah. know what's going on. We'll see. We'll see about that. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. That's true. Kind of like our former president, right? Yep. Innocent until proven guilty. Except for the photos of the nuclear secrets right, right next to the, to the toilet. Unless you have actual, actual evidence and whistleblower knowledge of a $5 million transfer to your son. But yeah, well, that's a different family. Okay, so did you watch it? We can't help ourselves. Hey, pretty soon we're going to be doing a political debate. What do we name it? Okay. To the to the max politics? I don't know. Down down in the swamp? <laughs> down in the swamp. Down in the swamp down doing like swampy the, things? Football. Death of the running back, really? Well, you, you've actually called it for a well, long time. Well, it's, it's not so much death of the running back. It's I don't see them as a... Except when you get a generational talent like a Derrick Henry, 
that they are just interchangeable gears in the machine. I mean, when 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 you're when you're releasing Dalvin Cook, you know the third best yeah. running back in the last four years. That's telling you, hey man, we 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 can find guys on the cheap. You played football when you were a kid, and when I say football, myself included, I'm talking backyard, neighborhood kids. Okay. The NFL has become backyard neighborhood football. We didn't have a running back back there. You had a kid that played quarterback. You had three guys, one steamboat, two steamboat, three steamboat, three guys kind of hold them off, and five wide receivers, and that's literally what the NFL's coming wait, to. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Did you use Steamboat because you couldn't say Mississippi? Yes, I can't say Mississippi. Okay, there we go. You you were burying the lead on that one. But in the comments, did you say Mississippi or Steamboat? (sighs) We did say both. So, I mean, you're right to a certain extent, but I I think it's a lot of the analytics where it makes better sense to go downfield. And this is just, this is now the modern West Coast offense. It's, It's passing as a running attack. Well, you think about it, and I've never done this op-ed research. I'm sure sure someone has, but think about it. Probably for every eight throws a quarterback makes, there's going to be at least one penalty on the defense, be it holding, uh, the defensive back holding, maybe they didn't give him the five-yard spacing, the illegal contact, or the stupid interference call where they move it to the spot of the foul. So why not just turn into a, a passing, all-passing league, knowing, hey, if I don't complete the pass, more than likely I'm going to get some kind of yeah. penalty call. I yeah, mean, but but you look at you look at offenses that are they're performing at a very, very complex and efficient manner, a la my boys, they don't really have a true, a true running back who's just going to go right. up, who's going to run it down your throat. They have a myriad of of attack options right and using using passing as a running attack and i think uh your running back forgot his name the white kid white boy for san francisco <sighs> oh god how could we forget his name anyway really talented wow yeah okay. they, they use him uh as that option he's as good a receiver as he is oh a christian back. mccaffrey mccaffrey so um but but i don't I don't classify him as a running back. But he's a running back. I, I, he's listed as a running back. Fine, but, but fine. Your, I'm, I'm listed at 180 on, on program weight, and I'm not 180. But to your point, you know, he can, he can play receiver as well as he can run the ball. And that's what you're going to see, I think, more in the modern running back is he's going to be a hybrid receiver. There's going to be a lot less time running the ball unless it's fourth quarter and you're protecting a – three touchdown lead, which even nowadays with the passing, you know, who knows if he can possibly easily come back from that. So it is the death of the running back, which it's the way it is. So talking about deaths, um, how about that live PGA merger alliance partnership, whatever the hell it is. Well, can we talk about one other football death before we move on to that? Okay. Staying with the football team. Absolutely. You ever hear of a guy named Homer Jones? No, I know Homer Simpson. <laughs> so, who do you think leads the league all time in yards per catch? Homer the, Jones? Homer Jones. He was the first guy to spike the football. I just read about this before we went on the air. Played for the Giants and the Browns. 
in the late 60s, a kind of interesting guy. Okay. First guy to spike the ball and, and still leads the league in per yards per catch, 22.3 yards per catch. Passed away yesterday. We try to give you everything you don't know here on To The Max. Do you know what his nickname was? I don't. I know because I'm looking at Wikipedia. That's okay. The Spike. The Spike. The Spike. First guy to spike the football. I never knew that. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, we can get it briefly into Liv. We kind of beat up that dead horse last week. but My guy, I mean, not even talking about Liv. Did you see the, the putt to win the playoff? I missed it. An 82-foot, 6-inch or something eagle putt from this kid that nobody knows of unless you follow golf and Tommy Fleetwood is getting ready to hit a birdie putt to whatever and he hits this thing and then oh I need to pull this up for you while you're doing that there was I saw in the US Open today there were two rounds of 62 which is freaking insane I'm telling you in golf you have to have more dog legs and recreate some courses where these guys just can't take driver and blast at 400 yards. That's nah, the game. But, but you, you gotta, golf's gotta get more creative with their off the tee box shots. Yeah. I mean, though, if you're going to be playing at a, uh, course in LA, the, the, the course is going to be small just because of the real estate. Then you got to step over all the homeless to get. Oh, there we go. Some okay. guy defecating on the green. Okay, so here, here. Fertilizer. So this happened after the celebration. PGA professional golfer. He was playing in the tournament. And so he was on the sidelines with a lot of other Canadians like Mike Weir. And he was just wearing a green sweatshirt and a black hat watching like everyone else in the grandstand. That and then what happened was, was when Nick Taylor hit that final putt, he got really excited. That, that's a One golf of his player friends or someone, another uh, press he, gallery person a gave him a bottle of champagne. And, and so he ran on to watch like they everyone else he in the was grandstand. And then what happened was, Lord. was when... <laughs> They dropped him on like that protest for leaving Trump's motorcade, man. Wow, yeah, that was... Uh, They're on that dude like a hobo on a ham sandwich, that was pretty man. O- that was pretty awesome, so... That's crazy. So, yeah, so there's... So- Can you imagine if they would have hurt him? Oh, my God. So, that was a tournament player in the tournament mm-hmm. that the security that staff... Thought was just a Yahoo. That's fucking crazy, dude. So, yeah, so we we... A few more bits of information have dropped about... What's happening with Liv and the PGA is now not a merger. It's not a takeover. It's an alliance. It looks like there's going to be some equity for PGA players that stayed. And who, who predicted that last week? You did, probably, since you're asking the question. Okay. Who predicted 4-1 in the playoffs? Miami yeah, but did you, pick, did you predict 4-1 in the Stanley Cup? I did not do that. Who can't answer a trivia wow. question? Wow, did the Vegas Knights destroy the Panthers? Yeah, that last game was, I tuned it out after it was about 4-1. to one. No, that was crazy. This shit shows over. That was it, crazy. If it was a boxing match, they would have they stopped it. That was crazy. Well, let's live on with some sports trivia. Okay, we'll pick your poison. Short and brief. Oh, you got some cards. I do have cards. Um, do-do-do-do. How about baseball? Baseball been very, very good to me. Very good. Oh, that's a long question. There is one out with a runner on second. Okay. Batter grounds to the shortstop. Okay. 
who is accidentally bumped by the runner from second before he fields the ball. Even so, the shortstop manages to throw out the batter running to first. Does the runner get to stay on third since the shortstop was able to make a play? I think it's interference, and they actually call the runner out, too. That is... I'm I'm, I'm, going to give it to you. There's a second part of this answer. The runner is out. The batter is awarded first base. Once the interference at the dead ball. 75 World Series, that happened. Ed Armbrister, big controversy. And he actually did interfere with uh, the catcher at the time. Skrimski, I believe it was. And uh, in today's replay, he would have been out. I can't remember the exact circumstances. Yeah, a Yankee stole a uh, home plate, stole home plate last night in a game against the Mets. That hasn't happened in a hot minute. In a hot minute, no. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so I got that right. No. Okay, so give me, ah, crap, give me golf. Live golf or PGA golf? Well, live golf, which means the question will be three quarters as long as a normal who, question. Who, who sponsors live golf? The uh, Public Investment Fund. <laughs> Run by uh, Yasser, and I forget how you pronounce his last name. I can't remember either. It's Al Manayman and. So here we go, pro golf. Okay. John takes a practice swing in a water hazard without grounding his club. By the way, that reminds me, God, I, I forgot about it. Did, someday we'll pull the video. Did you watch the dude a couple weeks ago? That went into the creek after his ball sank into the mud. This was a pro player. And literally, it was like quicksand. He's up to his waist. No, I didn't. Just covered. Then he has to take off his shirt. No, I didn't. And the, oh, my God. Oh, I, see, I, I did see the aftermath, not oh the falling God. in. And I actually did that one time playing golf, and that sucked. <sighs> but it was hilarious. That was a bad it, choice. Okay. Enough of that. John takes a practice swing in a water hazard without grounding his club, which is correct. Can't ground your club. However, during his practice swing, his club makes contact with some tall grass in the hazard. Does he incur a penalty for this? I want to say yes. So I'm going to say yes. You are incorrect, sir. He, okay. did, he wasn't addressing the ball, which practice swing you can clip the, anything in the head. I mean, I mean, how does a golf Unless, how does a golf ball identify itself? How do you address it, sir, ma'am, ma'am? Well, th- this happened one time. I think Jeff may have called me out on it. I was in a hazard. I took a practice swing, which was legit, mm-hmm. but the branch broke off that was and so that you i I improved my swing you you improved your situation yeah okay but but hitting the grass i didn't improve my situation jeff probably beat me again coming after you jeff we're talking about jeff whose show is the unrestricted the unrestricted check that out folks if you get a chance we'll try to have jeff on he's all pro basketball so i finally beat you outright no ties there's nothing wrong with finishing second, Bob. Do you see to 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 go to go political on this? You see OU OU uh, College World Series, the players, their post post World Series conference. 
I did not. Okay. But I have a phone. You're going to pull it up? Oh, I'm trying to pull it up really fast. Uh, let's, I'm trying to find a good short one. There we go. This, this one will work. So, yeah, so, so they won the World Series. Okay. All, all great for them. Good job. College World Series. College World Series. This is the men's? No, this is women's. Women's, women's softball. College Softball World Series. Gotcha. Third in a row. Third in a row. Very, very good. Very, very accomplished team, as it were. So here is their press conference. I'm going to hit play and turn on the sound. I'll start with you again, for the players. I know you talked about keeping the joy of the game, but I'm curious. It's a long season, right? And you guys have had the target on your back the entire time, the win streak being number one. How do you handle the unique pressure that comes with that? How do you keep the joy for so long when anxiety seems like a thing that could very easily set in? Well, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. And any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. Um, I think Coach has said this before, but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated, um, uh, just in a good mindset, uh, no matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around, uh, joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, moments, friendships, and all of that. So uh, I would, that's really the only the only answer to that because there's no other way that softball can bring you that um, because of how much failure comes in it and just how much of a roller coaster the game can be. 1,000% agree with Grace Lyons. Um, I went through that my freshman year. I I was so happy to win the college. I've talked about this before, but I was just so happy that we won the College World Series, but I didn't feel joy. I didn't have, I didn't know what to do the next day. I didn't know what to do for that following week. I didn't feel filled and I had to find Christ in that. And I think that is what makes our team so strong is that we're not afraid to lose because if it's not the end of the world, if we do lose yet. Okay. That's enough. Yeah, that's that pretty one. awesome. That's uh, we had Randy Hebner from campus crusade for Christ on. And he's, if you did get a chance to watch that podcast, that was a couple months ago. And he's going out there to these college campuses and his um, his folks, and they're just, you know, in a in a benevolent way, not domineering. They're just uh, telling people about their faith. We had George Gervin on. Yeah, I mean, I a little bit about his faith. I I love people's faith. I love people's honestly held beliefs and and what motivates them. They they go on to say the whole team is bought into this. So that kind of questions me. I have a little bit of question. Does the, did the team, did all the team really buy the into of this? The day, that's, that's their business. But, you know, hopefully they didn't catch too much uh, grief because if they come out and said some other things, you know how that goes. That well, the, the one, the one thing. So brave. You know, you, what you own here from our mainstream media and our actresses in Hollywood and actors the same Oh, they're so brave. But if she come in and, you know, cut off her breasts and said she wanted to be a man tomorrow, then she's brave and a well, hero. And- well, I, I wonder what, what the reaction would have been if that, that had been instead of joy to the joy to the Lord and everything through Jesus, it was joy to Allah and everything through Muhammad. Well, there probably been some blowback because, you know, we're still predominantly, mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. Judeo-Christian so, country. Yeah, that, that was interesting to me. I always find it really, really weird. Faith is great, but when athletes are all about, okay, praising for the good stuff, what I want to know is, okay, all joy to the Lord, great. I love it. Great. I love your faith. But when you lose that game, when you miss that catch, are you also glory to God for me missing that catch? Well, she just answered the question. She said, we, we, when we lose, we realize it's not the end of the world. She, she just answered your question. Okay. And I do think there's something unique about what I would consider to be a true believer. You just, they're different. I don't know if you've ever, Oh no. I, I, I mean, I consider myself a practicing Christian, uh, who's working on his sanctification every day. And, you know, just by the grace of God, he's kept me alive. But I've also met people that I would consider to be at a level that you just, there's just some, a constant joy about them. No, I, I, I get and, it. And it's kind of neat, you know, and, and, and I'm I, not there. And I love, I love those people that, that have that and really can embody the, embody that, you know, all glory yeah. and go, Whatever, whatever happens is God's plan. So if I, if I make the catch, if I don't make the catch, if we win, if we lose, that's part of God's plan and all glory to God for this plan. And I don't know why we lost God, but it's your plan and all glory. Well, I don't think God's out there to be quite honest, deciding baseball games, but (laughs) probably not. he, he does gift people and people have gifts. Yeah. I have the gift of gab. You're an incredible, the things you do, I couldn't do. And Some of the things I do, you can do. That's, I mean, that's the blessings that are bestowed upon us. And I meet some people that what I would consider to be incredibly gifted with so many talents, and some people squander those, and it's kind of sad, you know? And we're going to be gifted next Thursday night we with a seven-foot-five in his yep. socks Frenchman. Yep. Oh, I am so looking forward to that. It'll be fun. Well, folks, if you had a good time, tune in next week. I won't be here. I'll be here the following week. We will have someone filling in for us. You know, we come out of San Antonio, Texas. So I tell all my friends, my family, if you're on YouTube and you just found this channel, we've got a seat right here. Yeah. Always open. Come in with an opinion. That's all we ask. And and now that it's getting hot in San Antonio, we have air conditioning. God. It is brutal. Mother Nature turned a switch and it just became a swamp outside. If you really don't want to go to hell, just step outside today and you'll be like, no. Nah. I, I, I was on a gig earlier it's today. In hell right now. Yeah, I was on a gig earlier today and my camera has been in here uh, for the last couple of days in the nice air condition. I get it out. I take it out. My lens immediately fogs over. I'm like, oh, my God. Just crazy, yeah. crazy. It'll, it'll cool down in November. My mom used to have a saying it never made any sense, but it's hotter than Billy be damned. There you go. Folks, till next week, we'll see you. Have a great week. Go Spurs. Go. Victor. Victor. Just Victor. Go Bucks. (laughs) Peace out.